hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. So a while back on our website, John posted a Dear John letter to himself as if uh, he was talking to himself as a 21-year-old. It was an open letter as to what he would say to himself about money, knowing what he knows now. You know, hindsight is 2020, right? So with that 2020 hindsight, he gave himself some advice as to what he would say to himself as a 21-year-old. Well, we're not obviously 21-year-olds old today, but today we're focusing on what kind of advice we would give, financial advice we would give to gay teens or queer teens today. So that's what we're going to dive into into the show. Thanks again for listening to the show. If you know a gay teen, share this episode with them, especially if they need some help to be better prepared for life and financially to know things that will get be- know things will get better. So let's get on with the show. So here we go, David. Would you please just give us a little bit of a background of what life was like for you as a teen? Sure. Uh, and the reason why we're kind of jumping in for, for me as a teen is because now we're kind of taking my vantage point of what kind of advice I would give myself or we would give me as a gay teen. I think back to my challenges as a teen and early 20s, and many of my struggles were around the fact that I was gay. You see, I was raised a Jehovah's Witness, um, which I think a lot of people listening would understand that there's a lot of uh, struggles around that. Everything that I heard and read about being gay was bad. Uh, This created an internal conflict for me because I knew as early as nine years old, I think, that I was exactly who my minister was railing against. I knew what to expect when I told my parents I was gay. I knew that they would kick me, kick me out of the house, and I knew that it was, I would likely never see them again. Well, the reality was that my crystal ball didn't lie. It wasn't until um, I was in my mid 20s that I actually came out. But the day that I came out, when I went to tell my family that I was gay, was... Um, was not an easy one. Uh, not only was I scared of what might happen, scared of losing my family, I was scared of how I would take care of myself physically, emotionally, and financially. In a flash, I'd be alone, being raised to believe that the church, so to speak, or the religion, would take care of me from cradle to grave. I didn't prepare to emotionally or financially to be independent. I couldn't benefit from being better prepared financially, or I could have benefited from uh, being better prepared financially and emotionally. I agree, and I think that's something that a lot of people still have to struggle with, whether they're gay or not. I wish I'd been prepared to. Um, I didn't necessarily um, acknowledge uh, my homosexuality at such a young age as you did. But whether we we jump out or are pushed out of the nest, I think many teens, queer teens especially, and, and young adults find themselves in similar financial situations and have similar fears. Um, and this made us think of how the debt-free guys could help queer teens and early and those in their early twenties be better prepared financially um, about what they're going to face as adults. Right. You know, I think to those struggles uh, of my own, and I think John, you had some struggles when you came out as well. And I think a lot of struggles in life would be uh, maybe a little easier if we 
knew how to support or take care of ourselves financially, especially as we are in our mid to late teens or early 20s, if we have that kind of financial security, it's a little bit easier to deal with other things in life. So that's why we came up with what we're saying is five simple money moves that queer teens should be taking. So, John, why don't you start us off with one, the first one? Yeah, the first one I think is, is, is a critical step for everybody, regardless of your sexual orientation or gender identity, um, regardless of your ages. So many of us, especially LGBT people, carry limiting beliefs about ourselves, about what we're worth and what we can earn. Um, and that carries over into uh, limiting money beliefs about um, what we're worth and what, what we're earn. Um, you know, many minorities, queer or otherwise, grow up um, with these beliefs after a lifetime of uh, feeling less than or inadequate. Um, and these li- limiting beliefs can be hard to avoid or overcome um, because they're almost ingrained from us, ingrained in us um, year after year. And all of a sudden we're 18 years old or 21 years old or 25 years old. And, and it's time for us to now be mature with money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're not necessarily, um, you know, confident with ourselves. Um, and so that that can create um, bad financial habits that manifest themselves in debt and other uh, negative consequences. And so um, what you believe about yourself becomes your reality. And we see that so often in the people that send us emails or send us direct messages and that they're struggling with these limiting beliefs about themselves. So um, to the to the best of your ability, figure out what your limiting beliefs are about yourself and start addressing them. Um, tear those limiting beliefs down. And we've got some tools on our website that can help you out with this. But um, you know, you deserve as much success and happiness as anyone else in the world. No one is more deserving of success, financial security than you are. And so um, it takes time. David and I are still working on it ourselves. Um, but it, uh, it, these limiting beliefs can be torn down and you can achieve the financial security um, and other happiness that you're seeking in life. Right. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I know that in uh, previous episodes recently, we had uh, Todd Sears on our podcast and he mentioned that a lot of individuals who he has seen become successful and he runs the organization Out Leadership, which encourages uh, LGBT people to become executives at major companies around the world. And one of the things that he said was that at some point you have to say to yourself, I need to get over this. Um, And the other really powerful thing that he said is if you really think about it, there are so many more people that want you to be successful as an LGBT person than those who don't. It may not be apparent, especially if you're looking at your immediate family or your family in general or your religion, but there in the world, there are so many more people. Rely on those people. Look to those people. I will say that the the second step here is actually a true financial step. as a young person, you're probably starting to earn some money as a teen. And I remember back one summer after my grandmother passed away, um, I painted her house as a kid. I was uh, was 17 years old, and my parents and my uncle gave me $1,000 for doing that. Uh, unfortunately, being naive, I spent all this money. Um, I wish I would have invested it so that I would have had some security uh, after I was, in a sense, kicked out of the house. Um, today, if I had opened up an if I if I had opened up an account, invested that money, I know that that I would have had that as a financial resource. So today, we're encouraging you as a youth, as a young person, to open up what we call is a, a, a Roth IRA. This 
begins preparing you for retirement, but the nice thing is, is it can be basically a savings account or a financial security in case you do need to take the money out. You can open some of these accounts uh, for as little as $100, and you can continue to make small investments in those accounts. Um, the nice thing is, is that you will be putting it in an account that will allow it to grow tax-free. You won't have to pay any taxes on the money as it grows. So we encourage you to do that um, because you're preparing yourself for any potential emergency, but you're also preparing yourself for long-term in the future. Exactly. And then step number three, this might not be surprising, we are the debt-free guys. Um, We are going to recommend, especially those in their teens and their early 20s, avoid credit cards (laughs) right this sounds hypocritical right um but we've learned the lesson the hard way and so we're trying to help you avoid the mistake having credit cards might sound exciting getting that approval letter in the mail that you never even applied for a credit card sounds great um it's not credit cards are not designed to help you succeed financially they're designed to help banks succeed um and it takes a long time and a lot of experience with money to realize to to figure out how to manage credit cards uh maturely um so to the best of your ability avoid credit cards debt is risky a credit card mistake can screw you out of the houses the cars the vacations all those things that you're going to want later in life um, and there's the, the the best that you can avoid them um, credit cards at such an early age uh, we suggest doing so what do we suggest using cash cash is primo if you want to build a credit history and at this point in your life you might be starting starting to having that discussion with yourself that you want to build a credit history, there is a trick. And in fact, we've used this ourselves. We've shared this with many people and we've shared this with our nieces. Um, We have three of them. We've shared this with all of them because they've all come to us with the same question about building credit. Um, What you can do is go to a gas station, apply for a gas station credit card. You're going to likely need to buy gas anyway. Um, A gas station credit card can only be used at the gas station or the gas station uh, company that you apply for. Um, and for the most part, you can only get gas with it. So you're going to get drive anyway. You need gas. Um, this is a great resource to help you uh, buy gas on credit and then make sure that you pay that credit card off before um, the due date every month. And you can only probably get uh, you know a couple hundred dollars maximum credit limit on a, cre- a gas station credit card anyway. So you're bound to not put yourself in a financial position that's precarious. Um, but use this credit card. Pay it off before the minimum balance or before you ha- um, are required to make a payment every month. Keep that balance at zero, and you will, over time, be able to fill, build a nice credit history. Right. I think that that's a, that is a concern because for so many youth today, whether you're starting college or you're getting out of high school, there's all these lures out there. Uh, your, your parents maybe have even given you a credit card, but we encourage you to try to get off of that train of <laughs> using credit cards throughout your life. But one of the keys in the next step here is that we do encourage you to track your spending. There's lots of apps out there. We're actually going to encourage you to look at one of them called HoneyFi. Uh, although the, the app is designed for couples uh, to do better with their money, you can still use it as an individual. Now, the reason why we're encouraging you to do this is because most of us go through life, and this was the case with John and me, that we went through life completely unaware where our money was going. It would come in to our checking account or our, our 
uh, bank account, and then it would go right out the door. And we had no clue as to where we were spending. Using a tool like this, like HoneyFi or some of these other ones, whether it's uh, Mint or uh, Personal Capital, these other tools, they allow you to basically get a picture of how, wh- how much you spend on each of these different categories, how much you're spending on food, how much you're spending on clothes, all those kinds of things are a great way to kind of get yourself into this regular at least once a month checking in and seeing where you're spending your money because then it allows you to understand how you live your life and be able to spend money on things that truly make you happy rather than things that just momentarily make you happy. Exactly. And then step number five is live below your means. Take it from us. Dave and I had this uh, learned this lesson also the hard way. But if you spend more than you make, more than you earn, you will always be broke. It's like a law of law of physics. You just cannot spend more than you earn. Um, and in fact, recently, Sports Illustrated did a report that um, showed that 78% of NFL football players go broke because they live beyond their means. Now, we all think that, you know, oh, you made it to the NFL, you're going to be rich and you're famous and everything's great. 78%, that is a gigantic number. Right. 78% of NFL football players go broke. So that goes to show you that it's not about how much fame you have, it's not about how much money you earn, it is about how much money you spend. I mean, I think Johnny Depp is another uh, current example. Um, made millions and millions of dollars in movies, had an, has had a stellar career in movies, um, and for all intents and purposes right now, many of us are as wealthy as he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <just> very sad. <laughs> right. So the part of the reason why that John and I are reaching out to to you as adults, if you have uh, teens uh, who are LGBT, or, or if you know someone who is, or you as a as a uh, a queer teen, part of the reason why we're reaching out to you is that we see so many people in the LGBT community today who are struggling financially, whether that's because of low wages or because of unconscious spending. The, the reality is, is there's a significant number of us in the LGBT community who are spending unconsciously. John and I were prime examples of that. But the reason we're doing this is because we care about our community. Our goal is to help change that. We don't want to see people in our community struggle. We believe in a strong queer community, and part of that is that we're financially strong. We want to help both young and old alike live their best, live our best lives. It's a huge impact on uh, on us as a community if we can get off on the right foot, especially to young, to you young queer people. Getting off on that right foot will immensely change your life especially if you do that that fight take that financial step so we encourage you to follow through uh, on these steps make sure that you take a look at the the show notes for this podcast you can see uh, each of these steps written out if you have any questions of course feel free to let us know exactly so if you're a gay teen or an adult uh who's LGBT or you have an adult who's uh, you have, you've, you're an adult who has a child who's LGBT and you have questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we have an amazing resource on Facebook. It's the queer money Facebook group. Uh, you're certainly willing, welcome to join that group. Um, take part in the questions and discussions that go, go on in there. Feel free to ask any questions yourself. Um, there are a lot of people who like to respond to questions in there. So it's a great dialogue and it's all about helping the queer community become better with our money. Um, if you want to have a more private or one-on-one conversation, feel free to email us at media at debtfreeguys.com 
or you can always direct message us on pretty much any social media platform at Debt Free Guys. Um, we will respond as quickly as we can. Sometimes we're a little bit slow, but it's just the two of us running this business. But we will <laughs> definitely get back to you. Um, so thank you again for joining us for another episode of Queer Money. Come back uh, next week. We have a very exciting uh, podcast for you, and I think we think uh, people from all ages will enjoy this one. Um, our guest uh, channels and provides fan financial advice by channeling um, her best David Bowie and Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> That sounds weird, but it is a lot of fun, and you're going to love it. So please join us next week. Until next week, live fabulously, not fabulously broke. Thanks again. Bye-bye. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.